On today's Friday Fire, we're talking all about the brain and the central nervous system, how we can start to retrain our brain and overcome the negative reactions that we might have in terms of our emotions or how we're feeling, especially if we're dealing with unresolved trauma. So today's topic is it is all about your reactions and we give you several tips that you can implement to start retraining your brain and reacting in a better way. When you look good, you feel good. Uh-huh. That's the only way I feel you should. Coulda, woulda, never did it for you. Gotta do it for the love. Do it for the culture. Feel it in your soul, life like a roller coaster. Got its ups and its downs, but you gotta keep going. Don't stop when you still got motion. Stay dedicated, daily devotion. Happy Friday, everyone. Welcome back to the Food Code. We are here and ready to talk about your emotions. Hopefully you're ready to talk about all the things that we are creating in our minds and our reactions to things because we actually had a great chat on Monday with our team. Um, One of our practitioners, Danny, who we are going to have on the podcast soon to talk deeper about these things, enlightened all of us uh, on trauma and a lot of how it has to do with kind of like deep ingrained nervous system memories Mm -hmm. and processes and habits and things that are almost unconscious um, and how to kind of retrain it. And and it's a lot about our reactions to things that have happened to us. So it's not necessarily even about what happens to you. It's about the result of that and your reaction to it and how it can become very ingrained essentially not only in your mind but in your nervous system then and so yeah there's a great book called the body keeps score it's a little bit like boring to read but there's a lot of good underlying messages with it and i think for a lot of people you know for me i'm very open about like there's a lot of things that i've just suppressed right like you go through something but you don't necessarily like go through all of the maybe like emotions uh that you should on the other side um I definitely get this from my dad where we compartmentalize things. Um, You know, this is over here. We're just going to forget about that situation. Uh, You know, I know that we've had many conversations over the years of that. He's very good at like letting things go. Um, And I think there's some absolute, you know, benefit and truth to uh, letting things go, but also on the other side, like learning how to work through it, learning how to, you know, voice uh, how you're feeling, how you're doing, maybe seeing a therapist um, and doing some of the, deeper work because as the body keeps score, this can certainly become a block for you. Mm -hmm. Um, not just a mental block where you're blocking things out, but also emotional blocks. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of the things that we do are very subconscious. Like there's so many thoughts. I forget the stats, but I mean, thousands of thoughts that we have per day. And I believe like 95% of them are the same as they were yesterday. Mm -hmm. Right. So we only are in that like conscious awareness that, um, higher brain, a certain, you know, very small three to 5% of the time. And then the rest of it is just kind of like that every day. This is what you think through and you don't even notice those things till you start to pay attention. Yeah. So I think there's a couple of really good quotes we would like to kick this off with. Um, and before we do that, we are one week away. So we can't forget to announce this. We're one week away from the launch of fit mom society. 
And if you like this content, you know, we are going to be doing different uh, trainings in there, Q and A's, all of our practitioners will be in uh, this platform. And it's going to be basically just a community for those of you who want to be able to come ask questions, get your questions answered um, in more of an intimate setting. Uh, But you're not, you know, at the level that you can invest uh, to be in clients or working with us. Um, And so the really cool piece here is that there's a lot of resources in there. We're designing different courses that are going to be in there. And because this topic is so hot, we do have um, already just some things around stress and things that you can, you know, help kind of get yourself into more of a sympathetic rest and digest state. Um, And when we think about, or parasympathetic, excuse me, it is uh, Tuesday afternoon. I haven't had coffee today. I'm taking my Dutch test today. Um, but get into more of that rest and digest instead of the fight, flee, foe um, state. And so Danny will also be in there. Like if there's things that you want to ask more particular questions about, you can uh, do that. And then our team is going to be there. So we're really excited. We've been working on this for a while. And it is, you know, Women's Day next Friday. So it is March 8th at 8 a.m. You will have access to become a founding member for $8 a month. After that, the price is going to be $19 a month. So next Friday, don't sleep on it. Make sure that you become a founding member. You can cancel anytime. We're not here to like rope you into anything. Um, But if you find value, we're going to be launching new courses every month inside that community um, and just putting as much value and information in there as we can related to all the things that we talk about here on the food code, but this is just going to be a little bit different uh, format. So there'll be live trainings. And then, like I said, live Q and A's where you can submit your questions, come on zoom, talk to us, you know, interact with us and so forth. So before, um, you know, we dive into that, I just wanted to remind everybody, mark it down on your calendars next Friday at 8am. You will have a link if you are on our email list. And if you are not, you can go to fitmomlife.com and join our email list to get notified. So anyways, as we move through this, um, there is one quote that I really like. It's by um, a doctor named Bessel van, van der Kolk. Van der Kolk? Yeah. Trauma is significantly an event that overwhelms the central nervous system, altering the way that we process and recall memories. Trauma is not the story of something that happened back then. It's the current imprint of that pain, horror, and fear living inside of people. And again, to me, this resonated a lot because when we look at the recall memories and like how we process it, I know that's something where I can look at and say, there's specific situations in my life that I didn't necessarily process. Oh, a thousand percent. I think a lot of people, there's a period of numbness usually after trauma, um, depending on what it is, whether it's a death in a family, whether it's, you know, you were in a really bad car accident or had a horrible injury or a life you know, threatening experience, um, all of them create this long lasting effect in the nervous system. And when it happens, it's such an adrenaline situation, uh, that you don't really necessarily feel like when we lost Amelia, I, I didn't even cry when it happened. It took me like a full day and a half to truly have the effect of what we went through hit me. And then it was like nonstop. Right. And, I went through so many emotions and I know that when I think about it and when I go back to that memory, I get emotional again, right? There's, and it's not that I will never not be emotional about that, but it's being able to work through, because I think a lot of people, when they think back to something that happened to them, it brings back all of those feelings, like fear, anxiousness, anger, whatever it might be. 
And when you have this, you can feel your heart beating faster. You can feel your chest getting tight. You can feel, you know, headaches, whatever it might be. There's obvious things that haven't been processed and still very triggering nervous system reactions that are going on. And this can turn into a complete personality change for people. Like they all of a sudden, ever since something happened, like you're more anxious, you know, you get anxiety easier. You feel like you have problems. You get lightheaded easier. You feel like you have problems digesting food now. Like it can all stem from those situations or circumstances that happened. And even though you might not have the obvious feeling of unsafety, the body feels unsafe. And it's living in this fight or flight constantly. And it can turn into you're you're more defensive. You try not to have extreme emotions. You shy away from, you know, hard things or relationships or whatever it might be. And you don't realize why, but it's it's your nervous system kind of keeping you from these things. And and so how the main reason we want to talk thing we want to talk about today is more retraining your thought patterns because we either go unaware in life and think that we just have these things wrong with us and don't ever visit why or downplay more so why they're happening. You know, oh, well, this happened to me, but that was 10 years ago. Like the stress of that is gone. Is it? Is it gone? It's probably not gone if you've never processed it or addressed it or tried to work through it. And so it's manifesting in physical symptoms. And even though you had a really stressful six months of your life and you're technically out of that stressor, that acute stressor now, well, on the other end of it, especially right after that, a lot of people are like, well, I was exhausted for, yeah, because once you're finally out of the adrenaline mode, now your nervous system has to repair and recover. And if you've been living in that adrenaline chronic fight or flight mode for so long, well, now you're you're gonna you're gonna maybe experience some tiredness, some fatigue, some things as you're working through it. But we want to help you understand specifically when it comes to brain retraining, are re, are basically recreating habits, recreating thought processes, um, because a lot of it can be really helpful to to ultimately heal from that trauma. Yeah, and I think when you think about in terms of like reactions to things, you know, some people get stuck in a cycle of like this trigger and this is the response. Pavlov's law, right? And it all makes sense. But how can you retrain these patterns so that you can essentially get back into control in terms of, you know, you know that I don't have to fear this situation again. I can feel safe, right? Because you're always going to have different situations. Um, and of course, all of us have situations where we wish, okay, I responded better or, you know, I had some sort of whether it's a mantra or a habit or something that would come into my mind that would put like a pause before then, you know, like I respond, I think about obviously like with children, right. When they are driving you absolutely bonkers. Like, you know, we were talking about this um, on our call and some of the things that Danny put in place with one of her clients, um, whether it was her children or other family members, you know, that would really trigger her. Okay. Now she has something that she can pivot with. Right. And so we've done this a lot in terms of um, emotional eating changing habits around food, right? Knowing there's triggers, times, day, place, whatever uh, it might be. But I think this can be really helpful. Um, And the purpose is to desensitize the brain and the nervous system to internal and external threats and reverse the unconscious and chronic stress response that's going on. So we know that, you know, when we're in a chronic state of stress, memories can be impaired. 
Um, you know, we have things that, um, you know, are just overactivated and stimulated within the body. So we were ultimately wanting to work to calm that down. So we have to teach our brain to expect good things instead of always expecting, you know, the, <laughs> the negative, um, or unraveling essentially all of the things that have happened from the past and just assuming that this situation is going to be the same as before. I would say that's very true. I think for people, right? Like, you know, okay, Johnny's here again. Is he going to do the same thing that he did for the last like three parties or whatever that might be? Um, there could be other, you know, situations there, but retraining and just kind of shifting into this is going to be good, right? More positive. I'm safe. I'm calm. This is going to be good. Mentally rehearsing, uh, things we've talked about this and we talked about this with, uh, Annie Grace regarding alcohol. Like you're visualizing that you go into the event. How does it play out? How do you come out of that event? How do you feel the next day? So you're creating a new thought or habit pattern to interrupt the habitual loop that you, um, can get easily stuck in. Um, and that's the one that basically loops within the brain's limbic system. So you could say things like I'm disengaging from this current unhealthy thinking pattern, you know, or behavior. I no longer do X, Y, and Z. I am in control. I can go to the party and not eat the cake. You know, I can, uh, go to the grocery store and not buy the soda, whatever it might be. Um, and then I think also mind body scan. So they talk a lot about this, um, in terms of, you know, the central nervous system, somatic presencing or somatic breathing, um, yoga, if you guys are into yoga, you know, that there's a lot of breath work being done there, but ultimately the whole point is that you are bringing awareness to something else besides a situation. So, you know, especially within yoga, I know they're always talking about finding your center, being here now, letting go of all of the external things that are going on, you know, around you um, and bring awareness intentionally to the breath of the body. And that can also, if you've ever done a breathing workshop, um, you know, help you process emotions. I know that uh, we've had, you know, people on who've talked about when they do breathing workshops for individuals, some people are like manic, like, like crying, you know, or laughing or letting things go, whatever. Um, kind of like a crazy experience. Um, and I think that would be really cool. I want to do a breath workshop. I just haven't found one, uh, local, but I know that there can be a lot of things released through that. If that's not your thing, you don't have that. I think it is really good. You know, you can think about various apps or, you know, videos that you can find online to help take you through some sequences uh, for movements and breath work, um, somatic worth. And then there's, you know, just things that you can also be saying to yourself, like, I'm not a good meditator. My mind wanders for sure. So thinking that, okay, I am here, be here now. I am, you know, remembering this moment. I can remember good things. I can expect good things. You might put words in like, I deserve, right? More positive rather than maybe more shameful words. Mm -hmm. and, and with memory repatterning and kind of teaching yourself that it can be positive and that situations can be positive, it need, in my experience and what I see, it needs to be really specific. Like it needs to be, okay, I have this meeting presentation coming up today and visualizing yourself crushing it versus a lot of people are, I'm so nervous. I'm so, what if I do this wrong? What if I do that wrong? And then, you know, it's the, Think of white cars, see all the white cars, right? And so we have to basically retrain and repattern what our typical thought patterns are. And, and for most people, it's negative. Let's be honest. Like when you see social media, what is everyone doing? They're complaining. They're making fun of stuff. Like it is a lot of negativity that surrounds us. And so I actually saw this morning, um, 
it was someone that I popped up on my feed and it was talking about taking a whole day and not complaining. Like try and spend a whole day without complaining once about something. And you might start to realize, okay, now we've created an unconscious to becoming conscious and realizing how often we actually do certain things, right? We're taking the unaware and making it aware because that's the number one piece to all of this is you have to have awareness. And a lot of people just don't. A lot of people don't have awareness of when they feel anxious or when they have you know physical manifestation of symptoms until they're so obvious and apparent and debilitating that they have to do something about them. And we don't pay attention to like the little aches and pains or the little things that seem to pop up. Like what is our body telling us? Because that's ultimately what it is. Um, And, you know, this creative visualization, (laughs) everyone successful out there that I idolize and look up to talk about visualization. And again, very specific visualization, like you imagining yourself in this house, that's your dream house, walking out onto the terrace, whatever it is, like, seeing certain things that are very specific, not just, I want a big house and a car, you know, a nice car, like whatever it might be. Having that extreme specificity to it and it engages certain part of your brain that kind of puts focus on possibilities and true self-expression of what you want versus just vague, you don't really think it through. Like visualization takes practice too. It's Mm -hmm. not It is by no means something that comes easy to a lot of people, but the biggest thing I can say is having this very specific approach to it. Like, what do you, what are you wearing? Who's in the audience? Like, or what does, what's in your house? What are the, you know, what does the kitchen look like? What is the weather like that day? And it's being so specific with it because it really does retrain and tap into certain parts of your brain. Like if you cannot create something you don't see and you don't look for, you, you simply can't. It's just kind of like what happens then, right? But when you have such a specific thought and visualization of what you want, it's much more likely that you're going to go out and create that and build that and find that, right? Again, think of white cars, see white cars. And so what are you thinking of? What are you looking for? Because that's ultimately what you will create. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, this takes me back to like some of the very first like business mentors. The first activity they had you do is what's a day in the life look like for you? Where are you at? Where do you live? How many kids do you have? What car do you drive? What's your morning routine? What are you eating? Are you having a smoothie, right? Where are you drinking? Are you drinking coffee? Are you at a coffee shop, right? Where are you working from? Do you have a desk? Are you uh, at a coffee shop or are you at home? You know, and it's it's really cool to kind of think about that. And it sounds cheesy to people, but I also believe that it helps with breaking free from some of the chains that people have of possibilities and being able to, you know, attract what you're visualizing. Um, and there's a great book called the law of attraction. Um, that's really good. If you find that you're kind of like stuck with this, some people will have limiting beliefs too, just around like, Oh, I don't believe that I deserve that. Like, I don't know that I could ever accomplish that. And then I think you have to do the different trauma work there as to like, why do you have those blocks? Right. Why do you think that, you know, somebody else, um, deserves it, but you don't. Um, and then the last thing here is, and I think this goes with anything is you always have to think about aligning your actions with what you want, right? So if you want this outcome, what are the actions 
probably multiple actions that you're going to have to take to get there. Um, what are your values? Uh, again, I would think here is like who in your life align, you know, with those values and are you spending more time with them or are you continuing to spend time with people who don't have the same vision as you or who don't have the same values as you. And then you always feel like the crab in the bucket, right? You're trying to get out of this bucket and all the other crabs want to pull you down. Like eventually you just have to break free. Um, and so thinking about, I think mantras are really good with this. Like if it's something simple and easy and this can be for many things, right? I'm stronger than the cookie right? Uh, I am, I am fit and I am, you know, capable of this lift. Like, you know, I would, in terms of visualization, especially, um, you know, when we were doing like lifts, uh, one of my coaches, her and I worked on a lot, like imagine yourself making the lift, right? That deadlift. Like I didn't, you know, think that I could get above the weight that I was already at. Okay. Imagine now doing it. How do you feel? What's, uh, in your body after that? And so then it's aligning the actions to following through, taking the time to stand there for a moment, stare at the bar, have that uh, visualization. Um, and then, you know, I think it's just continuing to focus on every day kind of self-evaluation, right? What was today and how did I act? And did that align with who, you know, I want to be and where I want to get to? And if not, then maybe I rehearse for tomorrow. If that scenario pops up again, here's a response, um, you know? So I think this is really good. I think that uh, obviously we all get really, really busy and we just think that a lot of it is, you know, kind of like, cheesy work and it doesn't matter. But I know for people who have really struggled with this, even from, for example, a weight loss perspective, you know, they doubt that what they're doing is going to work because everything else that they've tried hasn't worked. And so therefore it doesn't work. But if you can also focus on visualizing and saying, I'm doing the things I'm aligning, I'm trusting that my body can heal. I, I just had a conversation with one of my ladies in her sixties the other day. She's like, I've been praying for my body to heal. We've already made tremendous improvements just from her blood work that we ran when she started with me in uh, January, her doctor ran it to, to do an update. And we're like, holy cow, like this is amazing what's happened just in five weeks. And I think, you know, there's a lot of faith happening here, right? She's praying for it. She's actively uh, searching for that, um, that not the confidence, the reassurance. Like I'm searching mm -hmm. for when we don't uh, believe that it can happen, we'll always see things that tell us why it can happen, right? But when we believe that it can truly can happen, the validation, we're, we're seeking that validation, we're, we're confirming, yet this can happen. So remember, if you feel this way, I think in terms of your body sensation, we didn't cover this, but I think it's important, like, well, how would this feel? The times that I have felt this is I'm clamshell. My, my shoulders are hunched over. I'm shallow breathing. I am anxious. I'm gritting my teeth. Maybe I can't get away from the person fast enough. Um, like there could be a variety of things here where like, you're just like stewing and you're steaming about something because you don't feel safe. Or you can then, you know, on the other side, you know what the difference is when you feel like calm and relaxed. Like I don't have to be on calls or attached to my phone all day today. I can be more creative. I can do the housework. I can go outside and play with my kids undistracted. There's two very different, you know, feelings there physically. And so the whole purpose here is to help you self-regulate the nervous system. And then, you know, thinking about if you're out and you're driving or you're in a situation what are either mantras or a rule that you have? I'm going to step away and I'm going to recenter myself in the bathroom. I'm going to take five big deep breaths. Like before I respond, I'm going to write the text, but pause before I send the text or the email or whatever. So I would, if I was you, I would put down at least like three things that we talked about today 
and commit to doing those things. And even if it's like, I didn't have to do it today, play that rehearsal in your brain, visualize that situation happening. Cause you know, girlfriend on Friday night, that situation is going to happen where you're going to be faced with the same situation that you have the last 10 Fridays in a row that you faltered in. So this one, how can you make it different? Or maybe you take yourself out of that situation and you pivot and you change again, you know, what that habit is versus always being in the situations where you feel you're not strong enough yet or letting those other people trigger you. Life-changing magic, I'm not giving a fuck. I've said that probably a hundred times on this podcast over the years. Such a great book for people who really struggle to set boundaries and, and say no to things. So I hope that you guys like this. I think I'm really excited for what Danny's going to bring to the community and some of the trainings that she's going to do. Um, you know, so again, we're one week out. Share this with friends, Fit Mom Society. We're really excited about it. I would love to see, you know, a thousand plus women in this community supporting one another, asking questions, knowing that you're just not alone. Um, I was sharing with Becca. I had uh, coffee with one of uh, my old friends. She's a chiropractor in the area and she runs a mom's group. And she's like, moms are struggling. And I was like, I know. Women are struggling. People are struggling, right? Kids are struggling, right? But then also thinking about moms, like we have so many hats that we wear and layer in working or being an entrepreneur um, on top of all of the other hats that you wear or should be wearing or all the things that you feel in your life have that asterisk should, you know, mm, the um, worst word, <laughs> uh, feeling to them, the guilt that you have. Becca was just telling me yesterday, she still has guilt about getting her nails done at four o'clock. And I'm like, I get it. But at the Don't, end of the day, I mean, and then I worked from eight until nine thirty at right. night after the kid went down, you know, it's, yeah. it is never ending the shame and the guilt and the, you know, things that hang over our head that we allow to. You know, and that's the bottom line is we allow these things to be in our face, in our mind all the time. And in turn, it's really hard to shake them and it's really hard to get away from them versus retraining, rewriting your story, rewriting your future, because all of those things are possible. And I think a lot of people just feel that they're so deep in it. They're so it's so heavy feeling. Right. Um, And it just takes starting. It literally just takes starting with awareness. I would say first thing today, pay attention to how much you complain, the negative thoughts that pop into your head, the doubts that you have, and just pay attention to it. Like it's, I know for me, when I do this, it can be constant some days. It can be absolutely constant. And then what do I create? I create more of that. I create more of that negative because that's all I'm looking for. And so it literally just starts with that awareness And then you taking the step to decide that you're going to write different, you're going to think different and putting that into play because it's probably going to feel a little fake at first. It always does. But the more you do it and the more you start to manifest it and create it and basically show the world that that's what you want, I promise you, the more you will find it in your day to day. Put a smile on your face. Never let them take your joy away. Let the sunshine make your day. Take your hand of your love. Wanna dance the night away? Or get away and escape on a vacay. Life's a marathon, not a relay. It's up to you to do what you love to do. Let no one stop you.